There have been plenty of swings and misses, but the Hoosiers are looking to add one of the top players that has entered the transfer portal this spring in Jordan Dingle, a player who could fit like a glove with what the Hoosiers need. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen, your first watch every single day, especially those of you over on YouTube. The Hoosiers reached out to one of the top players to enter the transfer portal this spring, and Jordan Dingle heading into the weekend, and boy... Taking a look at him as a player, he could be exactly what the Hoosiers need in a guard uh, that they've been searching for in a number of different players throughout this spring, really, since the season ended. I didn't want to kind of bury it on Monday's episode. You guys can go back and listen to that. We had a lot to catch up on from Anthony Walker to visits to the NFL draft to Uh, a ton of stuff. I wanted to try to dedicate a segment and the first segment to Dingle because there's a lot to like here and a lot of reasons why this would make sense for him and the Hoosiers. Um, Dingle is a transfer from Penn. He was the Ivy League player of the year. The Hoosiers have already tried with an Ivy League player with Chris Ledlam. This would be a much be- much bigger, much better get than Ledlam was. And for those everydayers that have listened, you knew how high I was on Ledlam when he first entered the portal. This is a, a really big, really Im- uh, important player a lot of people are going to be targeting. He was one of the best scorers in the nation last season. Now, it's interesting because this is pretty late in the process to enter the, the transfer portal. May 11th is the deadline. It is May 1st as I'm recording this, May 2nd as you're listening to it. If you're entering the transfer portal this late, I would think you would probably have some sort of idea of places you want to go or places that um, you're not going into this blind, basically. There's a real short window here. You don't have time to take visits over multiple weekends and things like that. You got a short window here. So I don't know if I use on his list. There hasn't been a lot. IU was one of the first schools to reach out to him. We do know that. So they are prioritizing him. There's a lot of reasons why it would make sense. If he's looking for somewhere bigger, if he's looking for somewhere um, that can give him maybe some more exposure to, he's testing the draft waters right now. If he wants to go somewhere that more scouts will see him. If he wants to go somewhere that has Produced NBA caliber guards like Jalen Hood Shafino, IU makes a lot of sense. IU also has a lot of NIL money. We talked about that last week. If you guys want to go back and listen to that, there's a lot of NIL money to be had at IU, and that's attractive as well. But when you just look at what who he is, not what he is, who he is as a player, boy, this gets really interesting and really exciting. He's listed at 6'3" as a guard. So certainly more of a shooting guard 
slash point guard a little bit. He's definitely more of a shooting guard, but a high usage one. Uh, that could change a bit if going from somewhere in Penn where he was the guy to somewhere at Indiana where he could share the load a little bit more. Penn was a mediocre team last year, so he was asked to do a lot. Maybe he wouldn't be asked to do quite as much uh, with the Hoosiers this season. Last year, he averaged 23.4 points per game, uh, 2.3 assists, 3.6 rebounds, a steal a game as well. He was efficient considering how much of a burden he had to score the ball. 46.4% from the field, 35.6% from the three-point line, and 85% free throw shooter last season. He had the ball a lot. 34.4% usage percentage, 35.3% last year. That is, that's not only a lot, that's like well north of anything IU saw last season. I typically try to add a point of reference because IU went through Trace a lot last year and it's always like, okay, here's how much they were used, but it wasn't as much as Trace. This is significantly more than IU played through Trace last year. Trace was 29.4, Jalen was 25.7. Uh, he's almost 10% more than Jalen. There'd have to be an adjustment there, and there would be. Uh, playing with a, a different roster and one that wouldn't require him to do as much, you would hope the trade-off would be he'd be even more efficient when not having to do as much kind of shot creation and, and stuff on his own. We can look at Evan Mia. He's projected as... Uh, via their kind of transfer portal and what their projections are for next season as one of the the top offensive players in the transfer portal over the course of the entire transfer portal. He's not a good defender, and there's a lot of questions to be asked there, and that would certainly have to pick up. But offensively, he absolutely can bring it. Uh, he His position last year was a straight two. He was a shooting guard. There wasn't any kind of variation with that which is fine. Indiana has a hole at shooting guard. You can start him. You can start Trey Galloway. Um, there are other options there. In an ideal world, you start Mbako, who we're going to talk about the, the top 10 recruit. Uh, you can start him and Dingle together as a two and three, but there is a hole there. Like That's fine that he's a two. Interestingly, despite being a two, his, um, his position being a two, his role was a 1.1, which means he was a creator offensively, almost exclusively, which goes on when you have a usage percentage of 30, what I say, 4.4%. Yeah, that's your role. I could tell you that with just looking at his usage percentage, but Indiana kind of needs some of this. Like I, I say that the usage percentage would go down and it would, but Indiana does need guys that can take the ball and score. They lost a lot in that regard uh, this past, like, or this offseason, basically. As much as we talk about there's points that need to be filled, there's rebounds, all this and all that, there's just general playmaking and having the ball in your hands that needs to be filled that maybe we don't talk about quite as much. You expect Xavier Johnson to eat up a lot of that, but it's not like, like Kalel Ware isn't, we talked about him. He's not a guy that you're going to throw in the post and he's going to back it down, back it down and score. He's not necessarily a high usage player in that regard. Indiana doesn't have a lot of those. So Dingle is someone you can give the ball and have him create some offense for you. And so that's important. And 
there's a there's a lot of reasons this would make sense. Now, like I said, as I'm recording this, there hasn't been a lot about his recruitment in the transfer portal other than IU reached out to him really early on. So someone they may have had their eye on and someone they're certainly interested in. And it, it's an important one because IU still has a pretty big hole on the wing, uh, on the perimeter, and Dingle would be exactly what the doctor ordered in that regard. So we're absolutely going to keep you updated on this. Hopefully the Hoosiers can get really involved with this one, get him on campus. And if this is a player they land, then boy, what a transfer portal it ends up being for Indiana. But that's a long way down the road. As I said, we'll keep you updated as we learn more. We spent a lot of time talking about high school recruiting. We got some updates on that regard. We'll discuss those here in a moment. First, let's talk about today's sponsor, FanDuel. Uh, Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. NBA playoffs are exciting right now. I know a lot of you guys probably don't like NBA basketball, but I promise you the playoffs are are, um, are something different, and they've been a lot of fun to watch so far. LeBron James, Steph Curry tip off tonight. Jimmy Butler against the Heat is a, a fun one. Jimmy Butler's been amazing in these playoffs. Nikola Jokic is one of the league's MVPs. Any of those guys are going to have odds for finals MVP as well. If you want to make some future bets, you can do that at FanDuel because there's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Big thank you to you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Every day is we'll be back this week to talk about maybe a little bit more about IU's schedule, look at what the Big Ten might have in store for them, uh, who they're going to be traveling to, home away, things like that. We got to learn more about what this roster is going to look like, though. And McKenzie Mbako is going to be a potential big piece in that one. We talked about him last week. If you guys missed that episode, you can listen to it after the this one. Top 10 recruit that backed out from... Uh, his commitment to Duke when Kyle Filipowski returned. IU was one of his final four schools, and he is taking a visit there this upcoming weekend. So what we know, he visited St. John's last weekend. He's visiting Kansas on Monday, and then he is visiting IU this upcoming weekend. Louisville is still uh, a, a place he wants to visit. He has not set up a visit there yet, though. But obviously this is a big one. Uh, the, the cliff notes, a top 10 recruit, a wing that can score from the perimeter, score at multiple levels, has a, a nice mid-range game. So again, we talked how Dingle is an absolute fit like a glove when it comes to what IU needs in terms of scoring as a guard. Mbako is almost right there in line in terms of having a perimeter player, a wing, a big bodied wing that can get his own bucket and, but still be a, a three point threat. So this would be huge. Again, I don't want to, 
get too far ahead of myself, put the cart before the horse, anything like that. There's still schools to compete with, uh, but IU is in the final four. So that matters. And again, there's a really big opportunity here with, with both playing time, exposure, and NIL money. And we talked a lot about that uh, when we discussed him last week, but it's all the things that applied in the last segment to Jordan Dingle. They apply here as well. I We discussed in last an episode last week, IU has a ton of NIL money opened up with Trace and Jalen departing. That can be spread out in a number of ways now. And Jordan Dingle and Mackenzie Yungbako, come on down. Sign up and get some of that money because that would be a, a, a hell of a get for the Hoosiers. If you're looking best case scenarios where IU stands right now, if you can go into the opening game of the season with Xavier Johnson, Jordan Dingle, uh, Mbako, Malik Renu, Kalel Ware, my oh my, that's a top 25 team. And that's a contending team. As we discussed in yesterday's episode when looking at the schedule, it's a team that's going to have to figure some things out. It's a lot of new pieces together. But talent-wise, that's a really good team. So if you want to dream a little bit, there's a lot of fun things to possibly imagine right now. Jonathan Powell is not someone we talked a lot about, uh, especially recently. Someone the Hoosiers are pursuing still. He's uh, number 98 in the 2024 class listed as a four-star recruit. I mentioned him because he gave an update on his recruitment and discussed in Indiana. And a lot of times I read these and just kind of roll my eyes, not roll my eyes, but just kind of read them and move on because it's a lot of the same stuff. It's only when they kind of say things that catch my eye or, or uh, get my attention that I really mention it on here. Otherwise it's just, we could fill every show with X recruit says thing about school and none of it really matters, but he did have an interesting comment. Uh, talking about IU, Mike Woodson and his staff came from the NBA. He basically knows how to get guys to the NBA. They're a basketball school, so who would not want to play there? Their history there is unmatched. Boy, uh, that's a lot of really good things that he just said there. His staff didn't entirely come from the NBA, but he came from the NBA, certainly. Uh, he does know how to get guys to the NBA. That's the important part. And But that line... They're a basketball school, so who would not want to play there? That's what you dream of having recruits say. Uh, I use in the mix with a, a number of other players, uh, or excuse me, schools, uh, when it comes to Pal, but that they seem to be up there. <laughs> like If he's giving comments like that, they seem to be high up there. I know Ohio State's another school that's uh, up there with the Hoosiers, the, the, the Cliff Notes again version or the quick version of the scouting report on him. Uh, he's listed at 6'6". He's a shooting guard, 170 pounds. He's not, he might be able to play kind of small forward with that size, but he is a sharpshooter, an absolute long range specialist that will let it fly from anywhere at any time in any scenario. So the Hoosiers absolutely need shooting. That was one of their biggest weaknesses last season. 
But on top of shooting, they need guys that aren't afraid to shoot the ball. There were times last year where guys were maybe not afraid, but it's not first nature to them. They're kind of hesitant. They got to learn the spots to pull the trigger. You bring a guy in who, if he sees an opening, he's firing away. There's there's value to that. Having the irrational confidence guy, there's value to that. Because when that person gets hot, they can carry things for a little bit. So you can understand why the Hoosiers are recruiting Powell and uh, why they're uh, trying to bring in those types of players. Because that's been a weakness on this team for a while, but certainly in the last couple seasons under Mike Woodson. And it's clearly something they want to address. It's not that he's not recruiting these types of players. He clearly wants that uh, players that can be knockdown shooters to come in. And Powell seems like the the perfect type of player to bring that skill set. So two high school recruits, two different classes uh, that uh, both are – the Hoosiers are in on to varying to varying levels, and you always know with high school recruiting, things can change at the drop of a hat. But it feels like the Hoosiers are in good spots with both of them. Let's wrap this up by talking about IU softball and baseball. We haven't talked about them probably enough this spring considering how good both have been, but we'll try to start changing that, and we'll get you caught up to date with how they have played in the last couple weeks since we last spoke about them. We'll do all that here in a moment. So IU softball, last time we talked about them, a couple weeks ago, they were a on, I believe at the time, about an 18-game winning streak, and they kept it going for a bit. The winning streak got to 23 games. They, what an impressive feat. They, 23-game winning streak, like in any sport, that's crazy. That's impressive. However... When it went bad, it got got kind of ugly there a bit. So the Hoosiers' win streak, uh, it got to 23 games after beating Minnesota and Minnesota to kick off a three-game series. They have three-game series with every, um, with every Big Ten team. At the time, it made the Hoosiers 30-9. and nine. They were 18th in the top 25. They were 9-0 and in the Big Ten. To put bluntly, they got dealt some humble pie there after that. They lost back-to-back games against Minnesota. Both were close. They then beat Louisville, but they lose to Notre Dame and then got swept at home by Nebraska. And suddenly, they they win one of their next seven games after a 23-game winning streak. And unfortunately... Getting swept by Nebraska really hurt them in terms of the Big Ten title race. They can't win the Big Ten title now after uh, how impressive they've been. They bounced back. They came back. They swept Rutgers. They swept Michigan this past weekend. And they have a series against Michigan State. But the damage was done kind of in that 1-6 and stretch. And Northwestern wins... Uh, has won back-to-back Big Ten titles. They clinched it. They're three games up on Indiana. IU didn't play Northwestern this year. I'm not sure on what the scheduling is in the Big Ten and in softball, and I don't know if that series was canceled or anything like that. They played Northwestern State, but they did not play Northwestern. But Northwestern has has locked up a Big Ten title. 
they're 18 and two in the conference. I use 15 and five in theory. I think they could potentially tie records. I don't know what the tiebreakers are, uh, but Northwestern is playing Rutgers, who is one of the worst teams in the big 10 this season. IU is playing Michigan state who is the worst team in the big 10 this season. So Northwestern would have to lose every game and I would have to win every game. It's probably not likely anyway, but I guess there's a chance they could tie with records. I just know I looked on Northwestern's website and they were celebrating a big 10 title. Maybe it was just a share of the title, but there's a small chance that Indiana could get there. Overall, the Hoosiers are 37 and 15. Like it's not been a bad season. And if they, uh, if they sweep Michigan state, which is on the cards, Michigan state is four and 16 this season in the conference and 14 and 29 overall. If they sweep, then they're guaranteed to finish second in the big 10. Uh, they have their matchup set for the, it looks like based on the IU schedule, they'll be playing Illinois in the big 10 tournament at Illinois. Illinois is the third worst team in the big 10. I don't know if that's a placeholder and if it's based off, standings i'll get more information on this when the big 10 tournament uh, comes around next week the hoosiers play michigan state this upcoming weekend in the season it'll be at home if you guys want to go to bloomington but once we get uh near the big 10 tournament next week i'll figure everything out and get you all set with a, a big 10 tournament preview but it says illinois right now and that would be the third worst team in the big 10 so Things are looking good for the Hoosiers. I tried to find, there's not really a softball version of bracketology. <laughs> I tried to find it. It didn't exist. The closest thing I found was uh, d1softball.com, which is a reputable site. I, I, I do know that. Back on April 21st, had a predicted field of 64 for the tournament. This was dur er, right after IU had lost uh, six of seven. So their stock was kind of low, but they were still a tournament team. They were the three seed in Tennessee, uh, in Knoxville. It would be Tennessee is the one hosting Virginia tech is the two. IU is the three Dayton is the four. Look, just being a part of the tournament for softball. Like that's a big deal. Um, the Hoosiers are not, obviously, you got anybody listening to this uh, knows that the Hoosiers are not a program that goes to Big Ten tournaments and again, or excuse me, NCAA tournaments. And again, I'll, I'll get the updated information once we get closer, but I can't imagine IU has too extensive of a history in the Big Ten tournament. So again, NCAA tournament, they're 30th in RPI though right now, so Seems like they're pretty safely set in the tournament. We'll try to get that updated. I'll keep an eye out for that. The baseball team, they'll be in the tournament, but boy, they squandered an opportunity this weekend. Uh, they are, they've been playing really well. I should preface with that. They're 31 and 14. They were nine and three coming into the weekend in the big 10 and we're squaring off against Maryland in a game between the two top teams in the conference or two of the top teams in the conference. You want to talk about humble pie. Uh, Maryland proceeded to beat them 13 to two, 16 to two, 14 to eight. Uh, woo, 
that brings you back down to earth real quick. So now Maryland is 11-4 in, in the conference. Those games were in Bloomington as well. That's one hell of a showing for Maryland. Uh, the Hoos- or the Terrapins are now 11-4 in the conference, 30-15 overall. IU is 9-6 and six and down to third place in a three-way tie uh, in the Big Ten standings. And having to pick themselves up off the floor a little bit. There is no midweek game this week. They'll be back in action against Northwestern. It's a good bounce back time because Northwestern is awful. Seven and 31 on the season, three and 12 in big 10 play. So hopefully a a get right series uh, that the Hoosiers can take before Purdue after that. And then a couple more series, Michigan state to wrap things up. Michigan state is second in the big 10 right now. IU was in contention to host potentially a regional much like the, the softball team lost their chance at a big 10 title with that poor stretch. You get smoked like IU did in those three games and that's going to be tough to overcome. So it's not impossible. If IU gets hot again, they can do it, but uh, some poor stretches for both the softball and baseball teams might prove costly in different ways in their season the baseball team has a lot more time to bounce back they have three more series a couple midweek games to get things right and improve that rpi again but that one hurt a bit that one stung a bit uh because that was supposed to be a showdown to kind of prove yourself and it turned into a clobbering from maryland so again i'll keep you updated on softball and baseball the transfer portal has been wild and that's what we've been kept our focus on but With that closing and uh, both softball and baseball entering the postseason, we'll keep you updated on that. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Every day we'll be discussing any other transfer updates, whether with Dingle or anyone else in the transfer portal, as well as the recruiting updates and the schedule as well throughout the rest of this week. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Leave the ratings where you can. It helps us immensely, and I appreciate all the love you've given us. Uh, As always, though, guys, hope everybody has a great Tuesday. Most importantly, LEO.